sometimes we have to do things that don't make us happy. And sometimes it's just up to us to decide what makes us happy and to do something about it. So that's the whole point of going epilepsy hell to epilepsy well. This is your host, I'm Wayne Myers. And in this episode, we're going to discuss me throwing out my roommate for my own happiness. And does Tylenol really work? I mean, it sucks getting sick. It sucks not knowing what to do and having to struggle and suffer when nobody else is around to help you. But, you know, ultimately, nobody is going to help you like you. So I woke up this morning to a text from somebody complaining about the fact I threw this dude out because I'm friggin' tired of being stressed out and unhappy and angry about somebody that doesn't listen that asks way too many questions about everything, but doesn't actually listen. doesn't really matter what you say. So, text says, I hope you're feeling better. I know you've been feeling sick, plus all the driving you've been doing lately probably hasn't helped. Wish you gave Dave more of a chance. You didn't have to get mean, brutally abusive verbally to get him out. Not saying Dave is perfect. He has brain damage from all the falls he's taken. Especially one from the second story condo. You definitely didn't comprehend all that. Your moody bipolar personality didn't help. Wish you would have left him in Texas. His friend Jason would never treated him so badly. Think you're a nice guy with some crazy personality. Hope your mental health gets better. Take care, Alma. Of course, my response is, Dave's a shithouse guest that doesn't fade nor do a fucking thing to help. Fuck off and don't bother me again. Kind of my take on uh, people trying to turn into this situation around on me where I was trying to help. And seriously, it reaches a point where it's challenging my mental health. Yeah, I seriously wish I would have left that fool in Texas where the guy I already threw him out, told him he didn't want to be there, and his girlfriend didn't want him to be there. So, yeah, I'm the bad guy because I established boundaries and didn't want to put up with this for another month. I told him I'd try to put up with it till September, but it reached a point where my girlfriend was also upset and mad about me not being happy about having this guy here that I'm trying to help. But instead of helping him, he's just sitting around expecting to be taken care of, which is not the whole point of anything that I do. I'm not here to take care of anybody. I'm here to help you and other people like us. You know, find the answers and solutions to be the person that's in charge of your life. I can't fix anything for you. I can't make you make better choices. I can't make anyone do anything. I can only tell you, hey, this is what I've done to make my life better. And there's a good chance that if you try, that your life will get better too. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But if if you're not going to try then nothing's going to change. You're just going to expect somebody else to do everything for you. You are at the mercy of other people. You will never get the results that you want. I've been talking to so many other people that are also dealing with doctors that are just bullying them, saying, hey, look, you haven't had a seizure in a while, but if you're not on the medicine, I'm going to take your driver's license away. Because that's what the doctors do is force drugs down people's throat, unless you got a good doctor. 
And sometimes it takes a lot of work to find a good doctor because there's a lot of them out there that just think that because they're more educated than everyone else, that they know better than everyone else, even though they don't have epilepsy. They don't have the problems that go along with epilepsy. They just have patients that don't respond to the drugs or they think are, you know, too lazy, too worthless, too hopeless to actually try to find actionable solutions to make their life better. So I was trying to get this guy to help me out um, by, you know, working with websites, all this stuff he tells me that he can do. And then he gets here and he can't do anything. He just literally sits around waiting for me to take care of them. Um, you know, the worst part is, you know, I really wanted to be able to help him, but you know, he doesn't listen. I repeatedly told him to stop smoking cigarettes like on this bottom floor right here because I'm allergic to cigarettes and I can't stand it. And go up onto the rooftop and, you know, I won't complain. Even if I do smell the cigarettes, at least it's far enough away from me. I can go change locations as opposed to walking around the apartment with the windows open and the cigarette smell coming in here driving me crazy. I had to ask him so many times. I'm just getting angry and I wanted to hurt him. And he finally starts doing it when I'm threatening to throw his ass out. And then I decide, like, dude, you got to go. Like, September's the longest I can give you. And, man, I, I couldn't even make it that long because, you know, doesn't clean the bathroom at all. I asked him to clean the bathroom when Ina was here. She came down from vacation. It was a nice week spending her with her here. But, you know, the toilet seat is sticky. He, like, wipes himself off with baby wipes. There's a shower. There's a shower that works. I pay for gas for hot water, so it's actually a comfortable, nice shower. But for some reason, you know, it seems like a month will go by and, you know, finally he decides to take a shower. So I got accused of being abusive towards this guy when I really told him I regretted trying to help him. There's nothing more I can do for him, and I need him to leave. You know, he stinks all the time. He's like, oh, I took a shower two days ago. I was like, that's awesome because I've been avoiding you because you stink. So I wouldn't even know if he took a shower because I quit trying to smell the stench that was emanating from everything. I have to keep opening the windows in the living room to, like, just let it air out. You don't need to use baby wipes to, like, clean yourself up if you've got a shower available if you got a tub available i don't have a tub i got a shower and i asked this guy before is there any problems you have with taking a shower do you need you know a bench a, a chair do you need soap do you need anything to help facilitate you washing your ass and no he said he was fine no seizures from taking showers no problems just an aversion to uh sanity sanitization doesn't even sound like he washes his head when he comes out of the bathroom, which to me is absolutely disgusting. I don't know how you can wipe your butt and then go around touching everything. So, honestly, a little angry about helping the wrong person again. You know, this has like definitely been challenging to get back on here and say, hey, look, you know. I want to do more to help people that actually want to help themselves as opposed to being driven crazy. And yeah, I'm bipolar. I'm definitely bipolar. And, you know, 
I usually have that under control, but when, you know, things are out of my control, it definitely challenges my ability to not go into a bipolar rage, which is fueled by depression. Man, I enjoy the, uh, the mania once in a while. But, you know, most people with bipolar definitely enjoy the mania. It's the best part of the ride. So just being happy for no reason and just uh, euphoric. And, man, it gets a little dangerous sometimes to do some stupid stuff. Spending money you don't have or uh, doing a little thrill-seeking or, you know, it's uh, it can be a lot of fun. But I've been managing this mostly with my meditations um, healthy lifestyle choices, but you know, when you've got somebody in your house for months on end that doesn't listen, that doesn't help, that just keeps there with their hands out, pretending like they're not doing anything wrong just because they're existing in your space, you can't have a real conversation with them because, oh man, they're an idiot. So it sucks. It's hard. We're all idiots. I'm an idiot. And I got brain damage from my meningitis and from having, you know, a stroke. So what about my problems, my health, my ability, my needs, my desires, but they're all up to me. They're not your job to fix me. It's not the doctor's job to tell me what makes me happy, what boundaries I need to have in my life in place in order to have a better understanding of myself and what happiness is happiness is definitely an inside job and but you'll find that there are extenuating circumstances that sometimes are out of your control and sometimes they're in your control you know i was living with this other guy that threw me out because he didn't want to be responsible for anything you know when i was up there last I had left Leroy for a week so that we could uh, come down here, Ina and I, and have a vacation without watching Leroy. But, you know, the last last day, um, when I'm finally coming back home, um, I'd gotten sick that week. I'll tell you a little bit more of that. But the last day coming home, he didn't give him his herbs in the middle of the night. And so I had to watch him run around crazy like he had a seizure you know no food no water in that room because he doesn't know how to set it up right so that the dog can you know be better accommodated and these herbs are seriously like one of the few things that, that's keeping Leroy the dog you know to be seizure free or at least seizure light you know, and it's important to make sure he gets his middle of the night dose. We're doing these every eight hours, and I repeated this every eight hours, but it's impossible for some people to do anything except drink their problems away, get lost in marijuana, blame everyone else for their problems, for, you know, life not being the way they want. I mean, it's really, really frustrating trying to talk to some people like this guy. Because, you know, he's talking about how depressed he is. He doesn't have everything he used to have, but he lives in a million-dollar house. He's got a, you know, fifty to $60,000 truck. 
He's got Harley Davidson. He's got uh, an off-roading bike. He's got another hot rod bike. He's got a camper truck. He's got people that rent from him. You know, he's got a mommy that takes care of pretty much everything for him. And, you know, there's an awful lot of us that just wish we had a tenth of what this guy has. But yet he's whining about how he he doesn't have what he used to have. He doesn't have enough. He needs more. He wants his life to go back to how it was before he was in jail for four years. But he doesn't want to do the work either. Uh, he's working a minimum wage job, doing gardening with the other roommate guy when he could be doing his dreams of working on railroad trains and whatever. Like, that's his thing. It's always been his thing working with these trains. But, you know, kicking, screaming, there's always an excuse. There's always a problem. It's really frustrating and hard dealing with people that are lashing out around themselves because they can't work on themselves. They can't be happy with themselves. They can't do their part without it being everybody else's fault. So, man, I feel like an idiot for trying to help out that other guy and trusting that he was here to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. So, man, I'm very, very happy to finally have my space back. Because I only had this space for a month before I was willing to help this guy out. But it did not work in my favor. And I don't care. I was not abusive about telling him that he needed to go. I was very nice. Apologize that this just isn't working out for me. He at least had somewhere else to be, thankfully. Somebody else. I was supportive of him going to be his best. Just not at the expense of my mental health my inability to like think and focus on anything about man i have this problem here that the only solution i have is to get rid of them because talking to them doesn't fix anything talking to them doesn't change anything i think you talk to people till you're blue in the face and then you're left with being blue in the face and then they're just gonna walk all over your corpse because you're dead on the ground and they don't care as long as they can keep doing whatever it is that they're doing uh, so many people don't want to be responsible for anything they do or say. And you'll find this. you find this in your life, even with the doctors, the nurses, you know, all the, you know, sometimes even your friends, your family, just people don't want to be responsible for what they do or say. You know, it's up to you to be able to establish boundaries. Whether they like it or not, this is for yourself. You need to even put boundaries on yourself saying, hey, look, I don't want to keep doing this to myself. I don't want to keep putting myself in a situation that it's costing me my sanity, that it's costing me my physical health, that it's costing me my time, my effort to be able to put in to help people that do actually want to help themselves. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you want more out of your life, but you realize that nobody's going to come to save you. But sometimes you can find somebody that is going to help you. So that you can be the hero in your story. So that you can live the life that you want, that you crave, that you need. Something more than just go sit in the corner and die. Take these pills or else. I'm gonna punish you. 
the drugs are perfect. It's your fault. You don't respond to them. There's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. The system is broken, run by a bunch of psychopaths that are just looking to feel good about themselves, uh, feel like they're doing something. You mention anybody about you're sad, you're unhappy about stuff, and they're going to try shoving antidepressants down your throat. They're not going to be like, well, what do you need to feel better? They're going to be like, you need drugs. Drugs are good for you. Then they turn around and punish people that are actually trying to self-medicate. You know, not everywhere has marijuana legal, so not everywhere has the ability for you to relax a little bit. You know, when you sometimes marijuana... Certain strains have helped me with my epilepsy and calming my seizures and making life a little a little easier to cope with. You know, some people medicate with methamphetamines. Some people medicate with cocaine, crack, heroin. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there that is just a street version of what the doctors are giving you. I mean, Ritalin is the same thing as methamphetamines. You know, if you're ADD, hyperactive, you know. Used to be a lot more hyperactive about stuff, but uh, slowed down a little bit with the whole seizures. Epilepsy kind of makes you a little more tired. And uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't self-medicate. Stop doing all that stuff. I just uh, self-meditate. So it's been a little hard, challenging to sit down and do a peaceful practice without having, you know, some peace of mind going on. So all right. Uh, there's my vent for uh, helping the wrong people. So here's to helping the right people. Does Tylenol give you seizures? Because, man, it does not make my day better. My brain is so unhappy. So after a nice, wonderful vacation, hanging out with Ina, I brought her down here to uh, Baja, where I live, right by the beach. Got a nice view. We both got sunburned. Which is all right. It happens. You know, we're kind of closer to the equator. Uh, we don't really spend a lot of time in the sun, so it's a little easier to get burnt. But we had a good time. You know, spent the week, did some restaurants. Um, Ina was paying for pretty much all of it because she, you know, needed a vacation. She hasn't really had one the whole time I've been dating her for four and a half years. She didn't once take a vacation for herself until uh, January she took a week and went to Miami uh, with her sister and somebody else that they know and you know, so this was the first vacation in a while where you know she's able to relax and have fun since January um, what was it pretty much July so you know not everybody gets a chance to take vacations I mean we don't get a vacation from our epilepsy it's always there we just sometimes have it under control and you know sometimes we think it out we have it under control and sometimes uh, we just got to do a little bit more than ignore it sucking it up and driving on does not help so I'm assuming you know between being back and forth between a couple climates for me because I drove up to Santa Barbara and Picked her up, dropped Leroy off for the week, drove back down here for the week, drove back up for the week, you know, and next thing I know, I've got a fever, 100 and, 
1.7 pretty high i know 103 is like uh brain damage style so you need to go to the emergency room when you're when you're that high but uh, so i was cooking some dinner on monday and i just started getting some chills and then i laid down and then you know my head's hurting and i tried taking some excedrin it's got tylenol and aspirin and uh some caffeine in it thought maybe it got a little bit of fever i could help break it but all it really did is left me all night with the left side of my brain pounding which normally my seizures and stuff are all on the right side they go from right to full brain when it's really bad but you know i have not had a, a generalized seizure in a while last time i had a seizure that kind of knocked me stupid was about a year ago so i'm about a year seizure free this month which i'm super excited about um but tylenol took excedrin twice it just made everything worse and my head just worse and worse and finally the next day Ina comes home from work and she's able to take my temperature and she gets uh some cold water and puts some vinegar in it and she's cooling me off with a cloth and uh, it's finally like 8 p.m when i'm like hey do we have some naproxen so we got some naproxen in the bathroom, fortunately. I don't have any here at my place, but at her place, we had bought some naproxen before. So took three naproxen, a 200 milligram, and my fever finally broke. Oh, it was awesome. So I was still feeling sick and crappy for a while. Um, but man, that fever breaking was amazing. My head finally didn't feel like a jackhammer was going off in it. Uh, it was pretty pretty awful hard to deal with um, I tried doing this bleeding technique but honestly a little, little delirious little malcoordinated it just was not able to do the technique properly to get my fever to break or blood pressure to come down which it's great because uh, when I'm healthy I've been able to help other people do that works good for migraines most of the time and I was in the hospital one time. My dad was in the hospital. I got a call that they can't treat him because his blood pressure is too high for them to give him a treatment. So I went in and I bled the apex of his ear. And his blood pressure is back down to normal just like that. Almost instantaneously. The nurses are amazed. But they're at least able to uh, help him out with uh, whatever's going on with him without worrying about him having a stroke from such a high blood pressure it was literally like 200 um over 100 something i don't remember the numbers i just remember that both numbers were deadly and they were like not willing to help him out so sometimes there's some nice techniques again you got to be able to do them right to get the best results and i could have bled the other side but i really was not feeling clear enough in my head and sometimes i really wish there was an extra one of me around for when I do feel bad. So, for the most part, I do a lot of my own stuff. It's really nice that I was able to be sick and have Ina there to take care of me for the day and make sure I was drinking water. And, you know, when my fever broke, she uh, gave me a different t shirt to put on. And then she woke me up at midnight to change the shirt because I was soaking wet from sweating out the fever. So, man, being sick really, really sucks. Um, I didn't have any of my herbs or my acupuncture kit with me. I just, uh, man, just had to put up with what I could put up with. 
and you know nobody really comes around to make sure I'm okay my my Ina's is the only one that really worries about me being okay or not so uh, I took a few more days before driving back down here just to kind of rest up as best as I could uh, best thing I could describe what was going on is a head cold just sinus pressure on the right side going into the right right eye my ear right ears hurting a little bit pressure probably on the nerve and stuff through there um, and I still have been having a little bit of sinus issues since then and I'm feeling a little better though I've been taking a formula for myself called Kong Ursan which is um, got a few herbs in it that's actually really good for sinus congestion allergies you know and yeah got something some phlegm deep in your sinuses you're not supposed to take this a long term slightly um, slightly toxic so long term can start affecting some of your organs but for the most part stuff like everything is kind of like that you're not supposed to do most things long term you want to change things up because we're all on a cycle or you can do certain things that help facilitate a reduction and the toxicities of medications and herbs. There are other herbs that are really good at helping to reduce the side effects of drugs as well as herbs. And you gotta know what you're doing because some of these things have some crazy interactions with each other. And you really don't want to take something that is harmless that becomes toxic because you put two of the wrong herbs together. Or you put two herbs together and they counter act each other so now they don't do anything so you're wasting your money your time and your energy taking something that doesn't do anything because they've negated each other so it's important to talk to somebody that actually has some experience with herbs unless you really want to do just the trial by error you can totally do trial trial by fire all the time it's always it's always available because it's hard to find somebody to help um um, Leroy's got a brain tumor and you know I'm not as familiar with herbs for brain tumors and you know, it's still a little challenging sometimes to sit down and do a lot of research so I actually reached out to some fellow acupuncturists and was talking with one that I've known for several years and he sent me a formula here for Leroy so Leroy's now on a formula for his brain tumor been giving him the herbs for his epilepsy and I'm telling you he's doing so much better I've not watched him go into a grand mal seizure in a while uh, since having him back he's done a couple partial seizures where his right leg will kick and then he kind of does this he's got to work out his jogs the jaw tension um, I think this morning he kind of woke me up barking a little and working out his jaw but like no no real hardcore, you know, flopping on the ground, bashing his face and bleeding. I've not seen that in a while, so I mean, it's good. Be able to see him respond nicely to these herbs. Looking forward to seeing how the ones I got for his brain tumor, if they can reduce the size of his tumor, if they can resolve it, you know, if it just makes his life more comfortable, you know, instead of having only 
um, two years or less to live. I'd like to get more out of him. I don't mind cleaning up the pee and the poop and whatever. I got tile floors, so it makes it a lot easier. So he's my little baby. He's the one that I can put up with. No matter what he's doing, I'm here for him because he's important to my mental health, my sanity. You know, he's my emotional support. And he has been for years. So I get a little bothered when, uh, you know, people try to tell me I should kill him, put him down, put him to rest because it's too hard for them to watch him struggle because they don't know what they're doing. Totally against that. So I'm way more into trying to find actionable solutions, trying to find the right people to help. I don't know everything. I sure as hell do not pretend to know everything. I mean, I get sick. We are. We are. Are humans, as far as I know, I mean, if you're an alien and you're not a human, that's cool, right on for you. Um, love to chat more about that. But hey, most of us here are humans and, you know, we're experiencing the human condition. <laughs> and it ain't all roses, but you gotta understand roses grow from shit. You know, add, add fertilizer, fertilizer's poop, you know actually have a bucket here that I'm mixing up with all the food scraps and this is how you make another good compost fertilizer and it really stinks like poop but it's the same thing you know gotta fertilize your stuff and it stinks sometimes you need muck you need mud you need a little piss and vinegar in your step in order to get things done standing up for yourself being the nice guy nice person doesn't always work and it's even harder when you're feeling sick when you're feeling like crap and you don't know what to do about it. So when you're not sure what to do about things, start looking for the people that can help guide you to the results you want. Usually you find somebody that has done what you want. Because this has kind of been my aspect of dealing with mentors and learning is you find somebody that has the experiences, the outcome that you're after. And you ask them how they did it, and then they teach you how they did it. And even if it's not perfectly set up for you, you have the ability to adapt, to learn, to grow, to make it your own. So even if you're sick and people try shoving Tylenol down your throat and it gives you seizures, you learn, like, this is not the answer. Like, I hadn't done Tylenol in a long time, so... I was hoping maybe to do a little Excedrin, but man, being sick, you know, you start scrambling for quickest, easiest way to resolve your problems. Um, I still think some Sudafed might have been helpful, but I was kind of just trapped doing my own thing. Uh, well, my baby's working and I'm supposed to be headed back down here to uh, Baja and Figuring out how to put together a group program solution for you and for others like us. Where we can hang out and we can have a good time, like talking about the ups and downs. And it's a safe space. So definitely working on more than just Tylenol to give you. <laughs> oh, man. Because, you know, sometimes over-the-counter medicines, they mean well, but they, they don't end well. So... Being sick really, really sucks. Drink a lot of water. 
got to do the same thing with your epilepsy. You just got to recover. You have a seizure, and you got to figure out why. If you can't figure out why, it's going to be a whole lot harder to figure out whether Tylenol is the solution, whether any of the other drugs are going to help. You know, it's all trial by fire. You just got to figure it out. And you don't want to have to, like, get burnt in the process of learning. For the most part, you want to be able to measure what's going on with you, which is why it's important to be keeping documentation of your seizures, of your moods, of how you're feeling from one day to the next. I mean, for me, that was really hard because of my photosensitivity and I was putting all my time and effort into trying to research more herbs and things I could do for myself. And it takes a while. It definitely takes a while of trying to find a solution when there's nobody there that has your life experiences. So that's why I got to do this for you. That's why we're, we're in this all together to have a better life. But you got to do your part. You can't expect me to just you know, be responsible for your epilepsy when it's not my life. My life is my epilepsy. Your life is yours. I'm more than happy to help you figure out a solution, you know, an alternative, you know, whether it's the herbs, whether it's meditating, whether you want to know about marijuana, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, I've been smoking pot for a while, um, decade more. But, you know, right now I'm in a hiatus of no smoking marijuana and I'm still not having any seizures. I've just been going a little crazy. Um, trying not to let the other problems get to me. The people that want to take advantage of a situation, I think they're on vacation, that I need to take care of them. It doesn't work that way. Sorry. I'm taking care of my dog. You know, the most important human being in my world is my Ina. Uh, beyond that, you know, I care and I love you and everyone else. You know, if people can hate other people for no reason, we can love each other for no reason, right? Just because we're alive and, you know, love is a lot more better at facilitating health and wellness than disdain and contempt that I've felt from a lot of the doctors previously. But, you know, I got a great doctor right now, my doctor. Told him I've been doing my drug-free epilepsy. I haven't had a seizure in a year. Um, the drugs just give me a seizure, which surprised him. You know, they, they just make life worse. So he told me, I'm good, just stay, keep doing what I'm doing. Obviously, if it's working, it works. He's the kind of doctor that doesn't want to have to do drugs because he understands the side effects. He's like, if you were 400 pounds diabetic, you would have to be on the diabetic drugs. But, you know, seeing as how you can take care of yourself, you can get your seizures under control, you can figure out what causes them. <clears throat> it doesn't mean I get to run around doing whatever I want, whenever I want. It means I've learned how to have some limitations, how to place, you know, rules for myself that actually allow me to have more freedom in my life. So this is the same thing you need to do for yourself is you got to decide is Tylenol the right thing for you or not? I mean, what, what works? What doesn't? What makes life worse? What makes life better? 
And nobody can tell you how anything makes you feel except you. It's your job to stand up for yourself. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. Why not do something about it? And if you like this episode, go ahead and click your like, subscribe, share it with somebody that you care about. Let's get this message out there that there's more to epilepsy than just a seizure. And there's actually something that you can do about it. So I'm looking forward to being more productive, offering more solutions and advice for you and everyone else in our community. You're welcome to join me on the Facebook group, private epilepsy fight club. So look for me over there. I'm going to be doing a lot more engagement with the group. I kind of let it sleep for a little bit as I'm trying to work on my own sanity and cadence and about what life has to offer, what I have to offer, and what you can do about your own life. So talk to you next week.